I'm going back someday, come what may, to Bluey by we. Frank. Yes, Brendan. If I decided to do a thing where I'd, like last time, Mm -hmm. and use a song that had blue in it from the ages, from through the years, and change it to Bluey, would it be a good idea to choose one that I know the words? It's it's probably helpful. Two? It's probably a good start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But, you know, this is the sort of thing you'd run by us before the show, right? Before we press record. Did I run up by you, Marty? Uh, no. No, Brendan. Ah, uh, yeah. I, mm. thought, I thought you would help me and, and lie. <laughs> this episode of the Hammerbar Project is called Slip Slop Run. I tell you what, what, other than that bad idea that I've had, mm. you know it's a good idea mm-hmm. to talk to you guys about the children's show Bluey because I'm hooked. Me too. That kind of sounds like an awesome idea. Let's do it right now. Hooray. This episode of Bluey is called Shadowlands. I love <laughs> this episode. <laughs> All right. Can we get an audio hands up if you've ever played this game in real life? Uh, For real life. Uh, that, that was a <laughs> That wasn't audio. That was just me putting my hand up. But I don't know if you heard the wind <laughs> pass the microphone. Yeah. Me really enthusiastically. I haven't putting... played this. Oh, you haven't? Really? No. Oh. I almost thought they invented it for the show, considering how much explanation they go into. Well, I don't know if I ever played it exactly how they're playing it, but I know as a kid that I <laughs> was always in my own little world, <laughs> stepping on, being allowed to step on some things and not allowed to step on yeah. others. The floor is lava. Like who hasn't played that in their lounge room? It's true. Or the classic one: you're going across some pavers and you're not allowed to step on the lines where the pavers meet mm-hmm. you've got to step in the middle of of said pavers but i've done it i've done what i knew i was gonna do because i love this episode so much i was just flying into it but we haven't had our bare bones oh yeah what Marty. are we talking about marty all righty so this episode is pretty much just the creators living out their desperate desire to have made a puzzle platforming video game back in the day uh potentially some form of indiana jones type game if you didn't say it i was gonna <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> this is the reason why brendan loves this episode if you didn't say it i was gonna <laughs> But in reality, this is an episode about when Coco gets to learn through a game of Shadowlands about how bending rules to make something easier or a game being easier doesn't mean it's actually more fun. It's not more fun just to win. Is it Chloe or Coco? It's Coco. Did I say Coco? I thought you said Chloe. <gasps> I'm very sorry. Uh, it's Coco, of course. You're fired. Upon review, <laughs> who was wrong and who was right? Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. <laughs> we get to we listen back know. to our own episode like real podcast. Everyone listening knows because they've gone back to check. I'm just going to say, hey, Brennan. Yeah, mate. Coco. And then you can edit that one. <laughs> yeah, give me an isolated yeah. code. And to at edit. the very end, I'll give you something to go in. Yep. Yeah, no, we totally talked about that before, Brendan. Yeah. You must have just not been listening, Frank. Yeah, there you go. I and love now all these pre- that in. These plans the are amazing. It's just a shame we're recording them all live to air. I'll do it like. Um, Coco <laughs> and just edit that in so it's like Mr. Black <laughs> this is a Simpsons podcast right we're talking about building this episode and doing like time messing type stuff mm-hmm. you know I just made the relationship to like video games 
did you guys also think of Prince of Persia while watching Ooh. this episode? You know, I can't say I did, oh, no. but like the Sands of Time Sands engine of time, with the reversey. Sort of, this episode for me is about the way that you can switch the way you're looking at the world. So, you know, shadows become solid or whatever it is they, they take on form mm-hmm. um, to be part of the game. And for the listeners, like Prince of Persia is a game like the three of us used to play together. Basically, Brendan and Frank would take turns and I would sit there saying annoying <laughs> things. <laughs> don't miss the jump. Just jump. Don't miss the jump again. <laughs> no, no, I don't think I was that bad. Well, you but- couldn't be expected to <laughs> operate the controls. You were too busy gathering information for future text comparisons. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Or just going, hey, there's a chest with art in it, guys. Get the chest for the concept art or whatever. You're a backseat gamer. <laughs> yeah, we were like, uh, we're just trying to follow the story, Marty. We don't need the concept art. You're like, but then your menu will be incomplete. You know, we've got some history with Prince of Persia, but I think one of the things that we always talked about is then you go out in the world and you're just walking around the streets and you're going, now I jump up to that ledge. Gotcha. And then I'd slide down that thing and that separate form of vision, like parkour vision or gotcha. like skateboarding mm. vision or whatever it is. I'm going to get to my Australian things fairly early in this episode because I think there's something particularly Australian about being conscious of shade and sun and shadows because I believe I've mentioned in a previous episode that we kind of have to stay in the shade otherwise (laughs) we burn because of the giant hole in the ozone layer thank you 80s hairspray once again (laughs) so just knowing like the ground is hot (laughs) if it's in the sun (laughs) you know you want to sit in the shade you can't sit in the sun in fact didn't they revamp slip slop slap which international listeners might not know what that is but did it start in the 80s that that, um, that campaign the slip on a shirt slop on some sunscreen and slap on a hat Mm. but they've uh, revamped that to slip slop slap seek and slide which is uh, slip on a shirt slap on some sunscreen slop on some sunscreen slap on a hat seek shade Mm. and slide on sunnies Mm -hmm. because uh, yeah it's a part of the world where if you're not conscious of where the shade is and finding it you will burn For some context, I saw in the news just today that the UK, or England rather, has experienced its warmest day of the year at a toasty 24 degrees. Wow. Now, in Australia, that's... um bloody beautiful that's, to be honest uh, we, we've seen when the temperature gets in excess of 45 we'll call you those are the days exactly as Marty's saying you better hope that your shoes are up to scratch because you might actually melt them on the road as you're walking I can remember I was in London in 2008 and it was like I think it was like a 23 degree day yeah. if that yeah. and the sun was sort of out in parts and people were all in the parklands like sunbathing and, and I thought that was really cute <laughs> Also, the presentation of this episode just feels very summary and open. The expansive feeling of this episode is one of the things I yeah. think that's doing. Especially, like, if we contrast it to, we talked about last time, Takeaway, which is this, like, one-shot bottle mm. play. This just feels like everything's very expanded. They've got the light hills in the background. The shot that my brain keeps on coming back to is the road next to the park with the cars. Yeah, man. And just that big and the green embankment wall. up to it. Yeah. You know they're going to be rolling down later. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The guardrail with the, yeah. It just feels like a hot day. And in Australia, when it's hot, it just feels like things are further away because it just takes a lot to get there. And we do also just have like ridiculous amounts of space. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think I've heard people make jokes about Aussie rule football. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. this is how much space we have. Yeah. We can just have a field this big for playing. You know, how many players do you need just to get across this field? <laughs> Look at all the room we have. 
that's it. It's not footy that's in this one. It's cricket. Mm, yeah, a couple of cricket I saw that. Artifacts. Wait, what? Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm the cricket, cricket man, right. and I somehow missed a cricket reference. Talk to me. There's more than one cricket reference that you miss. What? Oh, oh I saw one. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's yours? Uh, when they're kind of creeping past that like concrete block, mm. and there's just you know there's a couple of pads and gloves like yeah, yep. sitting on top. Yep. And that's the one I saw and just thought, oh, cricket. Frank will mention that. Oh. The opening shot has got cricket nets to the right. Ooh. Oh. I think it's even got like a bat lying up against it because I probably wouldn't have got, well, I might have gotten it without that. But classic Australian cricket nets, which are, uh, I'm trying to think of what the pipe diameter would be because it's like a <laughs> gal one, tube yeah. <laughs> of that one side with the um, yep. cross mesh type thing going yeah, on. Yeah, yep, yep. You know somewhere there's a hole in yep. that mm-hmm. the ball's just going to pop out of. And the days when you hit the tennis ball hard enough. It just gets stuck. Straight and in. then sometimes, like on the days where it goes through, I've had oh, that happen. Wow. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm like so good at cricket. That, that guy Powerful. that I'm watching play cricket because I'm not actually playing. <laughs> um, it, yeah, that's so hard. Oh man, I'm going to tell other people about how good at cricket all my mates are, but not me. <laughs> So sounding very Prince of Persia all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, I am to cricket what Marty was to our Prince of Persia nights. <laughs> One of the things that jumps out to me in this episode, the animation in general in Bluey is amazing, but they do nature shots really well. In other episodes, there's establishing shots of just birds in a tree. Uh, this one, the way the grass moves with the wind and that how that signifies that oh, the clouds are coming over. You can mm. literally... Every other show in to do an episode like this, it'd just be a sea of green. That's what the background would be. This... They make it look alive when they do this and the wind is just waving across the grass because it's long enough to see it move and stuff. And then towards the finale of the episode, if you will, when they're like, oh, how do we, you know, get back to the cupcakes? Shout out to Chili for her amazing, I'm going to eat your cupcakes. <laughs> oh, man. That might be my favourite line. Of the it's the most mum delivery so good, any line ever been delivered. <laughs> I'm going to eat your cupcakes. <laughs> Speaking of animation still, sorry, you might expect the shade comes in very slowly and just sort of fades in, and they actually use it to comedic effect where it just goes, boom, it's like hitting a light switch and everything's covered in shade, and then run! I love that. You know, when they've got details like a tree moving in the wind, Mm. and they hit the switch and go, nighttime, now. (laughs) Beautiful. I'll say two things. One to that, Frank, that run moment. I'll get back to that in a moment because (laughs) that's my favourite bit. I keep saying that. That's probably my favourite bit. You said that about eight times an episode. But you better get used to it because, yeah, (laughs) that's my thing when it comes to Bluey. But going back quickly to what you were saying, Marty, about the video game sensation Mm. of, you know, playing a lot and then going back to the real world and taking a while to get out of the way of thinking of the environment within the game... I've been playing a lot of Breath of the Wild lately. And then I actually work for Australia Post, but I work in the Adelaide Hills. So there's a lot of driving around embankments with rocks and random trees. And it's very beautiful. But I find that anytime when I spend a couple of days in Hyrule, I come out and look at the Adelaide Hills just thinking, I could climb that. And then I'd go up there and then I'd leap off those and I'd I'd chop down that tree and I'd, I'd... I'd stasis jump There's off There's not it. a lot of pots sitting out the front of the, <laughs> the houses you visit, are there? Not you, anymore. Not anymore. 
And the other thing that I can't forget to mention is that, going back to what you said, Frank, the timing in that run <laughs> moment where they're just about to give up. The whole thing is like testing those rules mm. and and, 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 the rules. and Bluey can't explain why rules are important. And just the way... <laughs> I'm going to go on four more tangents before I get this thought out. <laughs> but the way that the kids are arguing and just the way the creators of the show script the arguments between kids because they've got their beliefs and they can't articulate them. Wow. And, mm. and and it's so beautiful, but they're, they're good kids who are just trying to play and, and be understanding. And Coco's just like, oh, but come on, just this one time we can change the rules, right? And Bluey's just about to give up and just says, oh, yeah, all right. Wait a minute. The wind's starting again mm-hmm. and the cloud. And then the music just kind of like yeah. pauses for a second and they stop. And then they look at each other. You, you could set your watch to that comic timing. <laughs> Run! And it's so exciting. Like you said it, Marty. It's just an Indiana Jones story. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. The, it the adve- it's an adventure. It is an adventure story. When the bus goes past. Like, yeah. The actual design of what could happen in that game yeah. and the events that occur within that game is just genius. Like They're jumping in between... The shadows the of the shadow, car. The gaps in the shadows of the car. And then, what's Bluey's line? Like, this <laughs> bug looks like a piece of oh. bird poo. <laughs> this bug yeah. looks like bird poo. <laughs> and I just love how involved Bluey is in the game, but still, she's very distracted. ready to get distracted by, I mean, a bird poo bug. I mean, you never know. That could contain some artwork in it. So, <laughs> you know. She yeah, to, you've got to catch them you all. you got to get them. Da, 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 da. Have we just invented Bluey the video game? Uh, look, I don't care if I'm credited for inventing it. <laughs> Or if anybody else is, as long as it happens. That bit when the car starts to move because Bluey was Mm. distracted and then runs and you see the shadow disappearing. And I just love the physics in this episode. The way that the shadows behave in Mm. the way shadows behave. And it's so easy to get that wrong, I can only imagine, when you're an animator. But everything checks out the Mm. way it disappears (laughs) beyond the other shadow but then remains... And then the timing of the bus coming through, because, yep. of course, Bluey can't run as fast as a bus is going to move. But as long as she starts and you see that yeah, great yeah, shot of yeah. one ex- yeah. like moving faster and the different phases. Uh, and, and, and just... Uh, <laughs> And just I the, think we broke Brendan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This episode broke me. Brendan, basket. Okay, one more thing before I go to my basket. When they stack up on top of each yeah. other to help out Snickers with his yeah. with poor Snickers' little sausage dog legs. <laughs> Look at my, my little legs. <laughs> I love Snickers. <laughs> but stacking up and making the shadow, that's such a cool bit too. I don't know. It's so brilliant. You hit it earlier. <laughs> in your rant, Brendan. <laughs> I, I hit Which something. <laughs> it's an adventure story. It hits me because it's like a quest. Yeah. It's a classic quest. You encounter problems that you have to use wit in order to solve. And it is also like hard magic type system is something I thought about <laughs> as well. Yeah, rules. you can't change the rules. You exist within the magic of the space. And those mechanics of, oh, there's something moving. Your character can only move this fast. So you have to time it correctly or you've got to stack things so that you can make a space and get from one thing to another feels so video game like to me. Yeah. I've done, you know, endless versions of that in different games. I really do feel like there are some people within the writers or in the creative team behind Bluey who have done sort of video game design or something of that nature. We talked about Octopus to me, that story has a lot of stuff that just speaks to how does video game design actually work. 
um, but especially this one in the idea of a game in which you win. The the best part of a game isn't winning. The best part of a game is getting past interesting challenges. Yeah. And this is when I bring in my pretentious, you know, references. And like, oh, it's starting now, is it? <laughs> wow. Sorry. I deserve that one. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there's a guy called Jesper Yule who wrote a book called Casual Revolution. And in that, when he's talking about casual games and the fact that people don't want games in which you just win, you want games in which you are challenged enough because like if a game's too easy you just get bored so just the idea that this is the core of the episode hell yeah man understanding that fun is contained in interesting challenges not just the end point it's the journey not the end point that matters unless you get cupcakes yeah mm. <laughs> of course in case it's the end point it's always the end point and I think that comes back around right at the end with Coco when they are playing, you know, what's the time, Mr. Wolf? Yes. And Bluey's like, no, Coco's just going to make it really easy. And she's so busy being despondent yeah, about this that Coco says, dinner time, <laughs> and then she gets caught out, basically. Bluey doesn't even get a chance to finish her line. In fact, it overtakes in a really clever way. She says, no, Coco always leaves it right to the last minute before she says, dinner time. <laughs> and there's that final zoom in. Yeah. It's like almost like a Spielbergian contra zoom. Yep. And you see everyone leaving and just the the joyous horror on Bluey's face. Like, ah! She throws her cupcake. You see her cupcake fly out of her hand. For me, the cupcakes and just Snickers has got one in each hand. Then that idea of the, oh, you got it made in the shade. That just feels like a classic Australian line. Chili. She's on it. What a great line. (laughs) One more thing about, okay, we've had this whole narrative about them overcoming things. And then the clouds, the deus ex machina. Yeah. Comes in. It's like this godlike cloud. It's just going to sort everything. (laughs) And then you have the Indiana Jones moment of dropping the hat Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, and having to pick up. Snickers and run him across the line. I did. I would never fault the show because it's perfect. Mm. But part of me, a little part of me wanted them to go back for the hat. <laughs> but when they actually go back to pick up, Snickers is like the hat in that moment. They, the way <laughs> so they carry him. That. You know, a lot of things like the hero would throw the damsel over his shoulder type thing. Yeah, and they go, they nah, and they pick up and carry him like he's a battering <laughs> yeah, ram almost. Yeah, he- that cupcake line from Chili, she's some classic mum funny right there with the, you got it made in the shade. And the other one is just, oh, kids and their cupcakes, eh? Okay, I was going to go with sprinkles. <laughs> yeah, and Snickers like spins around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sprinkles. But when they get there and they're just like, oh, we did it. And they're hugging because they learnt the lesson. Like, mm. oh, that's why you have rules because they make things fun. And like, yeah. And they do that <laughs> hug thing and they jump yep. up and down. And I love the, almost the miscommunication there of Chili just saying to the other mums kids and their cupcakes eh Mm. because it's like the two worlds Chili's with Mm. the other mums and just think kids and their cupcakes and I love that there's that they didn't really understand what they went through and it's just like this kind of cute thing of like riding it off to just kids and their cupcakes but we know we as the audience (laughs) we know what they really went through and what they really learnt that's also when the kids are trapped on the palm tree Mm. and they start howling as dogs do when they're distressed and ah. Little critters must be hungry, hey? Yeah, I love that. You you feel like you kind of, as an audience member, you feel like you're in on the secret there with the kids. You're one of the kids in that one. 
as always, line deliveries in this one. I think we've mentioned a whole bunch of the good lines, but Bluey's got some good ones in like Coco. Yeah. <laughs> and oh yeah. Uh, yep. Otherwise you get eaten by a crocodile. <laughs> so, <laughs> just a little just, like, just like footnote there. Yeah. One, one of the ones we haven't mentioned. We love stickers. We keep on talking about stickers, but like maybe we could change the rules just a teeny bit. And I think it's, I think it's the first but not the last use of the line, run your little sausage dog legs. <laughs> I just love Snickers. Is, is that because Snickers reminds you of you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we had my uh, nephew Owen on the show correcting me on... That's right. Uh, he, he rang in, or mm-hmm. I rang him, to get the answer on what the actual character bio said on Snickers. And it was, uh, not the most athletic child, <laughs> but loves machines, atoms, and the stars. And always wears the same hat. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think for about the first four or five years I knew you, Brendan, you always wore the same hat. Yeah, was it the Adelaide Crows one? Yes, the one. Yeah, the, my cap that I got from an, <laughs> from an old flame. Oh, I didn't know that part. Uh, I say flame. She got me a hat. And that's about as far as it went. What a gal. <laughs> Now I'm just imagining what the background to Snickers hat is. Yeah, Ooh, the little the, Aussie uh, Legionnaires uh, cap oh. there. Yeah, I suppose we can just fill in the gaps there and make our own <laughs> incredible story about. You'll the, have to find out when you play the video game. Oh, that's true. That's, uh, yeah. that's the secret mm. level. Snickers hat. There's some concept art on that, no doubt. <laughs> da 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 da. I gotta tell you. I get so excited watching this episode, and I might just go home and watch it again, but that's by the by, because what I really want to say is thank you, Frank, for like- uh, uh, Being here. I'll take it. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks, man. (laughs) It's good to be here. And uh, Marty, thanks for being as here as you can be. Uh, Thanks, I guess. But till next time- Run! Does that work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <I like> <laughs> I think so. And I'll be running to Hammerbarn for cheap shovels, <laughs> as Snickers would say in another episode. So Frank's ro- oh, rolling up right now. So uh, I'm going to roll this up or wrap it up, should I say. I'm just going to do it now. But uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us as always, guys. Please uh, catch us at uh, aisle 300. Left at the fake grass. If you've hit a flamingo, you've gone too far. But in reality, this is an episode about when Chloe gets to learn through a game of Shadowlands. Huh? It's Coco. Did I say Coco? (gasps) I'm very sorry.